Hi, everybody. Welcome to Queers and Soaps. I'm Tommy, and today I'm joined by Gregory and Lynn. Yo. We're back for another edition of the Abbey Scale. Today we are wrapping up season six with episode 28, 29, and 30. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> so I'll roll the credits and we'll get right into it. So episode 28 is titled One Day in a Row. Um, Gary is asked to look at the land because something is off, but he doesn't see a problem. So the, the guy that's working on the land is like, look through this uh, telescope thingy. Well, <laughs> Survey. When, you, when you can't, when you do that, you can't help but look at other things. And Gary's yeah. eye happens to wander over to one of their construction trailers. And <laughs> see Greg and a couple of men talking and he's a little perplexed. Right. Um, I'm still having a problem taking notes on this story. I just don't care. <laughs> well, Gary's still in spy mode for this John person, and I think that's all just fluff to keep him busy so he'll keep moving ahead with the project, but whatever. Yeah. Um, ben is having research done on Ackerman. Um, I don't know. Have we met this girl before? Is she just a secretary? Um, I think she's like a fact checker for the studio. And we've seen her maybe bop in and out a little bit during the seasons. But she's getting a little bit more lines than she's probably gotten all year because he's badgering her back and forth to dig deeper and come up with something. I mean, she's doing a pretty good job. From what she's I can been in a lot of other different shows. You know, she's... I think you're right. During the 80s, you're right. I did see yeah. her on a lot of other things. Greg thought Karen got a haircut during these scenes, but I think her hair was just pulled back. I think she was definitely trying to go with the Kathy look and just push it back a little bit. So it was definitely this and the business, and then, you know, brushed it out for yeah. the evening wear. You the know, hairdressers were in their motif, and they were like, one hairstyle, same hairstyle, whoops. <laughs> uh, Gary meets with us in secret with a guy named Green. He seems to be reporting information on Empire Valley. I don't know if that's correct. That's what I took away from the scene. <laughs> right. He's like the go-between because Gary doesn't have that direct access to John, so he's reporting back to him. But, okay. I, you know, it was kind of fluff. What the heck did he share with them? It wasn't even much of anything. It was right. kind of funny. And the guy didn't seem very interested in paying that much attention to Gary <laughs> when it was happening, so I don't know. I thought maybe he, that's what that was. Um because John's in DC, I believe. Right. But I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if there was like something else where he was like playing both sides and trying to take down Empire Valley. So I was like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> um, Greg is torturing Abby with her assets and holding the location of the babies over her head. Yeah, he's still not giving up those pages that she wants. And she seems like she wants to turn over the studio, but he's like kind of slowing the roll a little bit too. It's kind of interesting. So, like, I don't understand why he wants control over the TV station and like anything she owns. Well, I think those FCC licenses give them right to do whatever broadcasting that they need to do. That Empire Valley can listen into things and things uh, of that nature. I mean, he wants to use um, <coughs> that technology for their purposes and. It's not necessarily on the up and up, and that's his way of uh, obtaining something like that. And controlling it. Mm -hmm. Kathy has found an apartment that she's excited about, and Joshua seems less than enthused. 
yeah, of course that discussion happens right in front of mama and sister and everybody seems awkwardly uneasy during it. And he's like, yeah, we need to look at it one more time before we sign the lease. And he's really cool hand about the whole thing. So Greg has asked this multiple times, but it happened again. He's like, so when does he turn evil? And I'm like, he doesn't turn evil. He's just an asshole. Right. When, <laughs> when, because when I, I do, I think I do remember the storyline at some point in the next season. Um, right. Where he really, he is already not well liked. And I feel yeah. like I remember hating him because when I originally saw him the first time that he came on, I was like, oh, I hate him. And I don't know Got why. <laughs> and I don't know why. Right. <laughs> um, Gary is being followed by a car and he speeds up to the point where he kind of like does a sharp turn. Yeah. And gets the car off his tail. So he knows he's being watched and that makes him a little bit nervous too. And again, is this kind of a plant to make Gary feel like he's super important on what he's reporting back to John? I don't know. Joshua stands Kathy up for looking at the apartment to sign the lease. Yep, he sure does. That was the smallest kitchen. It yeah, nice. it was kind of a little <laughs> nooch of a kitchen right there, but that's geez, funny that we all thought that. I was like, wow, there's not a lot of counter space. <laughs> right, exactly. And they don't well, maybe they won't cook much, who knows? But um it was kind of interesting how she was reluctant to sign, and so the the realtor guy or whatever he was, he's like, okay. And he takes off out of there. So yeah, he was like, you know, I only need one signature. And she's like, mm, I should probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Karen is frustrated that she doesn't seem any closer to finding the babies. Max says that they'll get there eventually. Yeah. Max tries to tell her she needs to be a little patient and be calm. He's like, this is the little cooling off period until things come to a head. Hmm. Joshua and Kathy argue about living in Valine's house. He says he needs to be with his family because of Val. But Val interrupts. She's over there listening to him talk, basically. And she's stern and she's like, don't you dare blame this on me. She's mm -hmm. like, if she wants the apartment, you should get it. And he's like, oh, well, maybe we'll just check into a motel since you don't want us here. And she's like, that's not what I'm saying. And I was like, yes, stand up to him. <laughs> he's good at throwing around the guilt with her. He makes it feel like he makes it seem like he needs to stay there and be the dominant one over the family. And mm -hmm. ugh, his approach is weird. It's dripping in misogyny. And it's cool. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, so she tells him that if they like the apartment, that they should take it for their sake and for Kathy's sake. Yeah. Um, Laura can't stomach dinner with Greg's mother and storms off. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of funny because she's just so rude to Laura, just blatantly right in front of it. And Laura kind of makes a big scene in the restaurant and people kind of turn and look. And even Greg, I think he's like clapping and how he's ripping on his mom. And and, and she just sits there and sips her coffee. It's like, sit down. <laughs> she's just like, darling. <laughs> right? Exactly. Can we smoke in here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody have cigarettes anymore? <laughs> Why doesn't anybody have cigarettes anymore? <laughs> um, later, Laura's in the bathtub and Greg is outside the door. And she's like, I don't want you near me. Go away. Because she's just frustrated by the fact that his mother has so much control and say mm -hmm. she's so out of the loop and everything. Right. And he's like, he basically is like, do I have to like bust this door down? She's like, well, that'd be stupid because it's unlocked. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Um, it was a cute scene. So my takeaway from this scene was 
because she says, tell me something I want to hear. And it's almost like she wants him to say how he feels about her and say, I love you, but he can't. Right, right. He's holding back, let's put yeah. it that way. Um, but he's getting nervous. You can tell he's getting more nervous that she's getting more and more turned off by his mom and he might lose her because of it. So he's getting closer to saying the words. Yeah. Uh, Ruth pays Abby a visit and asks why she would turn the TV station over to Greg. Mm -hmm. She wonders what Abby gets in exchange for it. Abby remains cagey, but both, but Ruth mentions the pages from the notebook. Exactly. Abby. Mm -hmm. So Ruth, with all her snooping, she's paid attention to what's going on. She's done the math and she's figured out what Abby wants. And Ruth is going to try and, you know, use that to her advantage with Abby to get, some sort of payment if she turns over those pages to her. Well, almost like how Abby's always in the right place at the right time, even when she's involved in stuff, but she's taking in information. Ruth is always lurking somewhere and taking in Completely, (laughs) completely. I I actually think Ruth is, uh, knows the knowledge and she puts herself in the right place. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, Gary is super paranoid, and he's suspicious when a new phone is being installed in his office. Yeah. And he walks in on Abby to find out what she knows about it, and this is Mm. when she's meeting with Ruth. And Ruth leaves, and he questions Abby, and she's like, I don't know anything about a phone. Mm -hmm. There's six buttons, and you can put it on hold. I was like, (laughs) oh, modern technology. Right? Exactly. At that time, it was. Greg wants to send Ruth back to Africa. <laughs> Mom, it's time for you to go. A little Around sabbatical again for months and months. Um, at Empire Valley, Gary walks up on Greg and the worker discussing something caving in. And he wants to go over the survey with them. And Greg and the guy are kind of hesitant. They're kind of like, mm, I don't yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Um, Kathy ends up losing her dream apartment because she waited too long. Yeah, she kind of opens the door and there's a woman in there scraping away on the wallpaper or whatever and she realizes somebody else has signed the lease and she lost out. (laughs) Gary and Abby are making love and he's distracted by noises outside. Yeah, he's kind of spooked. He's like, the boogeyman's out there watching me again. And Abby wonders why he's so jumpy. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Val runs downstairs in the middle of the night. I guess this is one of those times where she knows like it's time for feeding for the babies. So she's up, yeah. like when she ran to the beach. Yep, her body's kind of waking her up. Um, she gets a glass of milk. It was I don't know. She like ran around the whole like lower level house, house yeah, quickly. Like <laughs> like she was looking for the babies, maybe. Mm-hmm. But then Kathy comes downstairs too. Mm-hmm. So the two of them have a little chat. Yeah, and Kathy apologizes if she was offended by thinking that she's not grateful that she's been allowing them to live there and that she doesn't that she wants to move out. But Val understands that they need their own place. Sure. Um, and she thanks her for sticking up for her to Joshua. Yes. She easily easily could stick up for and defend other people, but she has a hard time doing it for herself. Right. Um Kathy says Joshua wants to have a baby, but she's not sure if she wants to or if right now is even the time to do it. Exactly. Run, girl, run. But then, like, 
Val kind of like was on not on Joshua's side, but she was just like, you should like, I don't know. It was, well, it was her maternal. Weird... I think her maternal instinct is just clocking her into the wrong mode. Right, I agree. There was a funny. I don't remember who it was with. Maybe it was with Ben. Um, Val was like, I think I just kicked my brother out. Of the house. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. I think Ben and Val were talking, and she kind of confessed what had happened with their argument. Ruth offers to give Abby what she wants. Without the strings Greg is holding over her. (laughs) Yeah. She's basically kind of wanting Abby's help to get Laura out of the way. Yeah. You know, and and Abby kind of raises an eyebrow like, what? But (laughs) Greg says he has the papers for her to sign. And she says she's changed her mind. He wonders how Gary will feel when he finds out about his heirs and... (laughs) She backs the car in his direction. Oh. That was kind of cute because basically you're right. Abby and Ruth had their conversation and they kind of hug because they kind of come up with their little plan to try and get rid of Laura. And Abby pulls off in her little convertible to leave and Greg's out for a walk. And he's like, oh, I've got that stuff for you to sign. And she's like, I've changed my mind. And he's like, oh, I wonder what Gary's going to say about this. And, you know, the brake lights come on and she backs up the car really hard and fast and he has to jump out of the way and she turns and bats those baby blue eyes at him. It was just such an awesome scene. And I've seen, I don't know if you made a gif out of that, but I've seen (laughs) gifs of that and I'm like, oh, that's the scene it comes from. I didn't Uh know when it happened. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) She's just like, oops. (laughs) Yep. Gary finds a bug on his phone, so he was right to be paranoid. (laughs) Yes, exactly. That was kind of interesting. He was having phone calls and all of a sudden he decides to take the whole phone apart and he takes off the, the face of it underneath where the buttons are and finds it under there. Ben and Karen pretend to be a couple and visit a lawyer about adoption. Mm-hmm. They mention they were referred by someone who used Dr. Ackerman, but years ago. And this lawyer plays it very cool and is very kind of welcoming and he explains price and things like that to them too. But yeah. Yeah, he discusses the process and the, the upwards cost of 50 to 60 grand. Exactly. He tells them to think about it and get back to him. When they leave, he calls Ackerman and says that they were exactly how he described them. Or Karen, I think, mostly not. Because he doesn't know Right. He alluded to Karen, definitely. And from now on, he doesn't know him. Yeah. Basically, he's saying he knows that people are fishing around. He doesn't want anything to do with Ackerman because he doesn't want to be involved in anything that he's got going on. Because this lawyer perhaps knows that... Ackerman's a little bit on the shady and that up and up, and he doesn't want to be tied in with that. So, yeah. And that was how the episode ended. Ba-dum-bum. Um, do you have anything else before we rate it? Um, I don't think so. I think you covered it all, so I'm ready. I gave it a seven. Greg gave it a seven. I gave it a seven. Oh. <laughs> I was, I was going to inch towards the seven and a half, but I gave it a seven. <laughs> There's I stuff that happened to help move the plot forward, but it wasn't anything too crazy dynamic, but it was good. You know, I kind of yeah. like the exchanges that we saw with, you know, Karen and Ben finding out a little bit and digging a little bit deeper and things of that nature. Maybe it would have went up if we would have saw Kathy sing. They could have given her something a little <laughs> bit more to do than lose that apartment, but yeah, right. Okay. All right. Well, episode 29 is titled Vulnerable. Yeah. And Ben and Karen 
pay Nurse Wilson a visit. She says she doesn't know anything about the babies. Mm -hmm. She she didn't know anything then, and she doesn't know anything now. Yeah, and she asked, you know, she asked Ben, who are you? And Ben lies and said, he's the baby's father. So that kind of takes her back that she's a little bit startled that the baby daddy is there, supposedly. Val is worried about Karen because they had plans that they, I guess, were planning all week or talked about all week, and she hasn't shown. And Joshua's sitting there kind of side-eyeing all of this and intimidating her and being like, that's happening a lot, isn't it? You know, people, you make people feel uncomfortable. So he's trying to get into her psyche and push her down so he can control her. And, you know, she's really off put by his behavior. He's like the only ones, it may have been a different scene, but he's like, you know, you can only count on your family. No, it was the scene. And he did say that. So like, he kind of said that to everybody in the room. So Kathy, Lily Mae and Val all here. And he's trying to be like, we're a family unit and we're going to stick together. That's what his goal is. But I like that Kathy was like, you don't make me uncomfortable. I was, they were like, she was like, don't listen to him. <laughs> right? But Val, of course, is in her head, and she's like, oh, am I, am I going crazy again? Am I going right. to everybody? Right. Um, or has my crazy finally caught up, and now everybody is not liking it? Right. Nurse Wilson threatens to call the police, and Karen picks up the phone and calls her bluff. She says, so call him. Call him. <laughs> and she tells them to get out of there Val calls her therapist because she feels like she's losing it again even though she knows she's not But yeah. now we didn't hear the therapist on the other side we just kind of had Val reacting to whatever was being said True. but the way she was reacting it almost felt like maybe the therapist was kind of like you're fine. Like I don't want to deal with this. Like, oh, like it was. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, you're overreacting. Uh, I have another uh, coming in. Thank you. Goodbye. Set up. An yep, exactly. I thought maybe yeah. she'd be like, yeah, I'd like to set up an appointment. Not even that. It's. Um, I took away that he was mm -hmm. just like, you're being silly. Don't worry about it. But don't again, worry. in Val's big house with no privacy, Josh was right there in a doorway listening to her in the conversation, and he's silently judging her, and they lock eyes, and he kind of just walks through the room and goes upstairs and is staring at her and he's basically without saying the words he's like see see mm -hmm. see and he's planted all that doubt inside of poor bell's head and we get a nice booty shot as he walks up the stairs mm -hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> karen gets max to get a cop to intimidate nurse wilson yeah and unfortunately they did so much spooking that i don't know they spooked <laughs> Yeah, lets himself in and says it's not breaking and entering if it's open. And it looks like she's packed some stuff and gotten out of there. Right, her groceries are still in the bag. Mac kind of looks towards the bedroom and sees clothes disarray, and basically they spooked her and she's hightailed it and gone out of there because she's worried. Karen's getting too. Karen's asking too many questions and getting too close. So, yeah. Um, and yelling, so it's probably scaring people off. <laughs> right? Exactly. Exactly. Ruth can't deliver the pages to Abby because Laura is always around. <laughs> she thinks they should put their heads together and rid themselves of Laura. Right? As women do. Right? <laughs> there was a cute scene in Mac and Karen's bedroom where she's still just so frustrated, and he's like, we're, gonna, he's like, we're getting there slowly, don't worry, we're going to find the babies, don't worry. Right? And he's messing with like a new alarm clock. 
and he can't get it to work. He's frustrated with it. <laughs> and I just put it, Karen fixes it in three clicks. She's like, one, two, three. <laughs> Without a doubt. And I kind of laugh too. I'm like, isn't this the days where you kind of just set your alarm clock and it just always went off at 6 a.m. and you didn't have to set it nightly? But <laughs> yeah, it was like on, off, that's it. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Kathy is still reluctant to have babies. She wants to spend time with Joshua before becoming a mother, and he's cold to her. He just turns the light off. Hmm. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to go to sleep now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Val is at Mac and Karen's after one of her runs, her jogs that she goes on. Yeah. Karen apologizes for missing their day together. And Mac's kind of silently watching, like, Karen, don't say it. Don't say anything, Karen. <laughs> As she goes to leave, Nurse Wilson is at the front door. Mm-hmm. So her conscience is catching up to her, but... Val mm, stomps for a second. But she's, she's a little startled. Yeah. She, maybe she thinks she recognizes her, but she doesn't really... No, no, no. The connection is not there at all, but there is a um, an awareness to it. And the nurse, obviously, after Val leaves, recognizes her and says, was that her? And Karen says, yes, it was. And she basically has said, I can't take this anymore. That's why she <laughs> showed up. Um, <clears throat> so uh, we'll get to it. Kathy has found like seven new apartments to look at. And she <laughs> says that if she finds one that she likes and she thinks is suitable, she's going to sign it, the lease. And he's uh, Joshua's like, well, if you sign the lease, we could lose money. And she's like, I'm moving with or without you. So yeah, good. she was kind of the backbone kind of kicked in, and she's. I kinda, think I cheered, didn't I? Was yeah. I was like, yes, I was like, the pillow, and she's like, with or without you, I'm going, I'm moving. I think I was like, yes, finally, and then I was like, right. I, hope she, I hope that doesn't get her punched in the face later on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> um. Val and oh Ben comes with flowers for Val, mm-hmm. and Val men- mentions you know am I making you uncomfortable like I hope I'm not like acting strange or whatever whatever yeah she, she hasn't seen him I think she called the night before and even left a voicemail message and he was with Mac and Karen and he realized he didn't talk to her all day and they're like oh it's too late don't bug her now but yeah. right he shows up with flowers he so the night before he was actually at Ben and Karen's. And he goes to call her, and he's like, oh, it's late. Meanwhile, she's, like, in her bedroom pacing by the phone, and she's like, call me. <laughs> like, right? <laughs> I know. Um, doesn't, um, is this the scene where Joshua is a dick, and he's like, oh, Ben's car is at Karen and Max? I'm trying to remember, too, because. Yes, it was actually, it was because then he brought on the flowers. Right. You're right. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, that was a sequence. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so then she kind of alludes that Joshua had mentioned something, so that pisses Ben off. Right. Um, and he goes running upstairs into Kathy and Joshua's bedroom, and <laughs> he's like, Kathy, give me a minute. <laughs> Ben's ticked off that Joshua's inserting his nose yeah. and making Val feel small again, and she's too fragile right now, and Ben's very protective. That's why he and Karen are not sharing what they're investigating with Val too. And yeah. and Joshua's really smug and kind of shoulders back and kind of looking down his nose at Ben a little bit. And I'm trying yeah. to remember what he says. Well, first Ben, 
Ben is like, I got your number. He's like, I see how you try to intimidate and manipulate to get what you want. He's like, you stole the Reverend's job. He's like, I see the way you treat Kathy and talk. And he's down like, to don't her. talk about Kathy. And then he's just like, don't talk about Val. I mean, no. First, it was Kathy, and then when he said Val, he's like, Val is my business, right? Exactly. And, and he's like, like, now she is, huh? And yeah. And then Josh was like, like well, she, she was like, you abandoned her. He, is, he insinuated that Ben wasn't there that night that Val went into labor and yeah. kind of was like pushing blame, like losing the babies on Ben. And it kind of gets Ben pissed off and he pops Joshua one. And Which deservedly is, so. I do not condone violence. But you caught <laughs> Right? And downstairs we see Val and Kathy and they're like, what are they doing up there? And Val's like... Yeah. I was like, sounds like they're moving furniture. It's weird. <laughs> like, <really? laughs> that was kind of cute. <laughs> Ackerman is seen packing when a friend calls and leaves a message that there's a bridge tournament happening. And that this is what they've been building up towards. And that's Ackerman's vice. So when he hears about the bridge tournament, maybe he was packing to leave town, but he's like changing his mind and thinking he's going to go to it. And at the same time, Karen and Mack are laying in bed in bed and Karen has that like aha moment. She's like, he's going, he has to go. He's, it's, it's just, a, it's a big feed for him and he gets off on it. He's gotta be there. He's gonna be at that tournament. I wrote, I don't know if this was the exact verbiage, but she said, she knows he's gonna be there because she knows obsessive personalities. And I'm like, well, you. I'm obsessing over <laughs> Right? <laughs> oh, funny. <laughs> Uh, Laura comes to the ranch, Greg's house, to yes. work, I guess. I guess the offices are now out of his house that she works at. Yeah. Um, I'm not certain. She says good morning to Ruth, and it's a beautiful day, isn't it? And Ruth says not for long. Right. Because <laughs> she knows. In Greg's study or office or whatever it is, Abby walks in. Um, she's got a robe on, and that's it. And she's kind of like, oh. I wasn't sorry. I didn't think you were gonna be here this early. I just have to get my dress. <laughs> Goes over around the chair and picks it up and her shoes are there. Laura's watching all of this and she's pissed and she runs out the door. Mm -hmm. right she past run. She's got strength. She trots. <laughs> she trots. That's a good way to say it. Cause she was moving a little swiftly and quickly. And and Ruth's like, oh, going somewhere, Laura. And she just, <laughs> yep, exactly. Swiftly walks right by With her. And ash. The ash was this long because she's just because she's just holding the cigarette while she knows it's going down as that bitch is burning down. <laughs> I love she's it. She's waiting. Her plans worked. Um, her plans worked. Addie emerges fully dressed and yep. makes, makes herself a cup of coffee and sits with Ruth. Right? They practically high-five, but yes. Yeah. Um, and Greg comes out and he's like, when did you get here? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and he's like, was that Laura I saw? And Ruth's like, I didn't see her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, what did he say? He's, I guess they must have had looks on their faces like they swallowed a canary or something. Yeah. And he was like, the two of you, he's like, Ivan the Terrible will be afraid of you too. <laughs> <laughs> um, Karen Mack and Nurse Wilson get into the bridge tournament after Matt kind of like strong arms his way in there. They wouldn't exactly. let him... tries to produce an ID, but still he's like, you know, buddy, you got to let me in there. You're going to, your butt's going to get hauled into court too. So, cause the, the bridge tournament's already going and they shouldn't let people in there, but they do let Karen Mac and nurse Wilson into the room. 
So just to backtrack a little bit, something that's bothering me that I don't think they're going to touch on, but maybe they will next season. Yeah. Nurse Wilson said that he had something over her, and that felt like something important, and I want to yeah. know, and I feel like they didn't explain it. <laughs> no, they didn't. You know, they kind of just pushed the plot forward. And it was kind of funny. Here's a little observation, too. It's like, does Dr. Dr. Ackerman have gambling debts, and that's why he's had to do things so desperate? Yeah. Like, is he someone's babies? Yeah, they, but I they said mentioned there, I he had old debts, but nothing in like the past 10 years or something. Okay, good, because I mean, we're sitting there, we see the room. I mean, there's the freaking $15 card table there plopped up. They've all got their cards. Rooms full of people watching these four people play. Yeah, There's no chips on the table. There's no nothing. I'm like, oh, they're really, people love their bridge, don't they? <laughs> and they're like clubs, hearts. Right. I, mean, I just, I kind of laughed. And I mean, this was all building to the suspense and it was quite good and suspenseful. But if I'm going to pick that apart, I'm like, ah, yeah, a bridge tournament. Okay, sure. I also question a little bit of logistics. Um, they wouldn't let anybody in unless you were registered to play. Yet there was an audience of people that seemed like maybe they registered just to watch people play bridge. Because there was people like this, like, ooh, that was a good play. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly, um, but then of course they walk around, and mm -hmm. he locks eyes with Karen and Caesar, and it kind of throws him off his game. Arts, and then well, yeah, and then then they pull Nurse Wilson to really spook him. Yes. Um, when Ackerman sees them, he fumbles his turn, and everybody's like, "What? That's less than like the bid before you. Like he's not playing right." <laughs> And then he stands up and he's like, these people distracted me. They're not supposed to be in here. Or they're interfering with play and they kind of turn on Karen and it makes Karen right away do that line. Tell him, Dr. Ackerman. <laughs> Tell him about the babies. <laughs> <laughs> Karen has her Karen moment. <clears throat> and, um, I want to talk to a manager. <laughs> he runs and they chase him. Um, Karen... Oh, so Mac, like, dives into, like, a bellhop. You know, I think they were trying to make it seem like the person pulling this cart of coats or whatever maybe kind of pulled it in front of Mac's path of running at the last minute, and that's why he had to knock the thing over. But, you know, for dramatic effect, they're trying to just heighten, like, he's getting away, and Mac fumbles a little bit, but quickly At first recovers. I thought, did he think that the, the guy pushing the bell was Ackerman? No, I think and it was just it looked like he just, for no drama. reason, dove into... Like, no, I think, it was, I think they could have probably... They could have blocked that scene a little bit better, but again, they're just building the drama, and he's getting a little bit more of a head to step a step ahead of them. So then Matt kind of turns to Karen really quickly and he's like, get in the car. We'll block him in. Yeah. And he goes chasing after him on foot. And then Ackerman speeds out and almost hits Mac. He like jumps in the back of like a truck. Yep. And Karen starts the car just in time to back into the car and they crash. Right. Hits the car and blocks the driver's door. So he's trapped inside there. Mac runs to. We got him. We got him. We got him. Okay. And he like it was over. Like, mm -hmm. like that was yeah. like that signified the truth shall set you free. I actually exactly. like that he ran to Karen first to make sure she was okay. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> she's um, a little rattled and startled and they're standing at the hood of Ackerman's car looking at him, staring him down. He's like, we got you, Ackerman. It's over. And then 
the special effects, the high end <laughs> special effects of slow motion. <laughs> and I loved it. I loved it. Especially when I was watching it as a teenager, it was kind of dramatic and it yeah. kind of freaked me out a little bit. I'm not going to lie. But he goes and he looks at him and he's so desperate now and he opens that glove box. Because you don't know what's going to happen, which way that gun's pointing. Nope. Slow motion. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But he does, he points it to his temple and bam, blows his brains out. And Matt yeah. and Karen are just horrified. So earlier in the episode when they couldn't find Nurse Wilson, I was like, and they were in her trailer i i assume it was a trailer yeah um i thought they were gonna find her dead mm -hmm. so i said that and greg's like no that's 10 years too soon for tv mm -hmm. and then this happened and i said 10 years too soon right. <laughs> well a woman a woman would never kill herself 10 at that point but a man would well no did you think they'd find her dead because Maybe they were pumped her off. She was so spooked and oh, got it. Yeah, got yeah. It. but I was like, no, no, no. She has kids. Got it. Yep. Um, did I miss anything? Well, so close to getting to the truth, and now we're just seem yeah. like they hit a big roadblock here. So yeah, kind of a good little ending there. That I remembered. Like once mm. once the bridge stuff came into play, I'm like, I remember how this ended. like not this episode, like a few episodes ago. I was like, I know how this is gonna with him. Sure. Um, I gave it a nine. I thought it was exciting. Greg gave it an eight. I'm trying not to hide my glass. I gave it a nine as well, too. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> it was getting, it's getting there. Yep. Every episode. It's getting, getting there. It's going to arrive. It's getting there. <laughs> I think next season. It's funny. That's like, just a little side note. Whenever I would go to Brooklyn, like, I'd be like, my grandmother used to live in Brooklyn. So she's like, you know, we moved out here to get away from Brooklyn. You just want to go back. And I, and I would always be like, it's up and coming. She's like, you keep saying it's up and coming. When's it going to be here? Right? <laughs> and we should have bought back then because it is. Um, so episode 30, the finale of season six, dun, dun, dun. is titled The Long and Winding Road. What an appropriate title for things that happen in this episode. The last 20 <laughs> minutes of this episode, shall we say. Oh, I have comments. Yeah. <laughs> and just to, so um, the arc of me being here is this episode. Dun, dun, dun. You weren't even here for the full season. You came in at episode 11. Right. So the arc <laughs> of me, like, um, seeing him watch older episodes, me questioning when... She goes crazy. The whole arc is, this is it. This is why I'm here. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have arrived. Right. Because, so, can, can just for one second, the, um, up until this point, there's still not true proof that there are two babies. So no, they knew she had twins. No, no, no. Like, that they're alive. Excuse me. That they're alive. So I think up until this point, there's still no 100% proof that these two babies are actually hers. Correct. That they survived. You're yeah, correct. They, they don't have anything definitive. But then, all no. believe... Right to this point. Right to this point. It's correct. all been gut. I think... It's only their gut instinct and... Correct. And Val saying, I know I heard those babies cry. Right. I know That's it. Alive. None of it is 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 evidence. Yeah. Everything yep. is... Uh, yes. Okay. 
because I think he said during the bridge tournament part, he was like, all of this was because it was on a whim. There was no actual. She right. was believing her best friend. She was ble- This is all she was believing her best friend. And then yeah. it took a really long time for her to convince her husband. And right. then her husband was not really on her team. And then he was just like, I have to follow you. You know, you have a gut instinct. And the two reasons why they didn't tell Val is number one, they're scared of her fragile her psyche and <laughs> state of mind. And number two, they don't have proof. So why get her hopes up if they don't have right. concrete proof? Yeah. We know the truth. Yes. We do. But they don't. Well, we always know. I mean, let's put it this way. The only one who probably knows the babies are alive are Abby and Greg. At this point, correct. So first yeah. it was Abby the yeah. whole time. Yeah. Then Greg mm-hmm. about four episodes ago. Yep. And then everybody else is just circumstantial evidence that they're it's their gut that's telling them. Yeah. You are correct. Um, so we get an instant replay of that last scene with the bridge tournament and the, the gunfire and everything. Sure which I thought was strange because they don't really do that. That felt like a daytime soap thing. Where correct. Like- <laughs> now you gotta realize this is the show that was airing weekly, so a week had gone by. So in case that audience didn't see that previous episode, they wanted to build on that hype and they did reshow that parking lot scene. Um Karen is being questioned. Nurse Wilson has disappeared. Right. And so is Mac. Right. They don't know where she doesn't know where Mac is either when the police are questioning her and and they're just, they're confused on, yes, it looks like it was a suicide, but what was your involvement and why were you kind of chasing him? And there's a lot of questions going on. But meanwhile, we see an office being destroyed and file cabinets ripped apart and sure enough, it's Mac and he's dumping over and he's dumping out records from this file cabinet and he pulls out these long metal drawer file cabinets, so very 80s. And flips one over, and there's a, a yellow file tape to the back. Just a, <laughs> just a quick side note: um, I have those file cabinets, <laughs> and they do not disconnect that easily. Just yeah. saying, because yeah, when you gotta move it, get in there to No, no, no! Taking them off of the rail, oh, they oh, are yeah. so they are nightmare like, putting in, they're a nightmare pulling apart. I yeah. hear you. Like, <laughs> that was way apart. too easy. Yeah, I bet gets, that. <laughs> I bet that scene was recorded twice. The first one was him <laughs> right? struggling with it and then somebody having to unscrew some stuff. Exactly. But he finds that little yellow envelope with some paperwork in it and he knows it's important as he looks through it quickly because it was hidden on the backside and he takes that. Meanwhile, alarms are going off so he knows the cops are coming because they know somebody broke into the office mm-hmm. and he's holding something and I'm like, that must be his wallet. And he's got little black wallet and this yellow envelope and he kind of darts out of the room and then comes back and all of a sudden the cops break in from two different ways and they're like hold it buddy right now it it was was it a wallet i thought maybe it was a passport i thought it was a passport too but i think it was a wallet wasn't on him so maybe yeah i think it was his wallet because he didn't want to get caught because he works for the governor and he's trying to slow the roll with the news let alone not have a record of what's going on because he's trying to throw them off the scent too on on what he's doing on his own nancy drew hardy boys detective work (laughs) got it got it see i didn't know at first 
that it was Mac. I didn't remember this. And then when they, I didn't, I don't think I suspected it was Matt till they showed him going, his hand going through the cabinet in the wedding ring. Yeah. Then I was like, did he just like, did Ackerman like shoot himself? And he was like, <laughs> bye, Karen. And he like ran to the office. <laughs> Deal with this. Right? I mean, it's kind of swift how this all happened. <laughs> what is probably a little bit interesting now that I think of it at this very moment, they went to San Diego for this bridge tournament. Uh-huh. Ackerman oh. had an office in San Diego. <clears throat> oh. Who I I think there was a deleted scene <laughs> that might have bridged those two pieces. Maybe uh. so. I mean, I don't, I'm not even looking at my notes anymore. You guys have watched this episode so many freaking times. So <laughs> I'm kind of laughing because probably you're shooting next to Ben playing the bagpipes and having some <laughs> yes. nookie with Val and he's playing them really loudly and she's telling him to calm it down but he's trying to lift up her spirits too because he's been kind of MIA and you know she's been a little bit rattled and shook and she's laughing and she convinces them finally to come back to bed and they're just ready to get down to business again and ring 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 goes the phone and it's Mac and he's like I need you to come bail me out bring bail money I'm in San Diego I'm at the racetrack near Del Mar oh, at yeah. the sheriff's office there. And he's like, what, what, what? And he's trying to keep it. And Val's kind of like, what's going on? What's going on? And he finally hangs up and he's like, I got to help Mac. It's important right now. And she's like, what's going on? And he's like, I, I got to get going. I can't talk about it. And he's, she's like, well, you don't have your car here. And so he goes, oh, can I take your car? So now Val's A, trapped at the beach house and doesn't have a car. So she's kind of, she's got to stay there. So it's kind of an important setup to the storyline for this episode. So he just darts out of the room without giving her any information. So again, she's just left a little bit confused. Um, meanwhile, Mac didn't need bail money because the officer knew who he was because he's so high profile. And he knew that if he was doing that, that it had to be for a reason. Mm -hmm. um, Back in the day. But he even said he was smart not to have his ID on him because yeah. he knows, okay, he's doing this and not wanting to get caught and get right. his name linked to it right away. That means one of the writers must have had a little incident with the Pope. <laughs> Maybe. Good for them. Um, they brought it to life. So he, <laughs> he tells Ben, he's like, tell your tell your friend, like, when this is all over, I want an explanation. <laughs> right? Exactly. Which I'm sure he's going to be lining up to do all that, but whatever. <laughs> Um, so the next morning, Gary reads the paper to Abby about Ackerman's death. I and mean, her eyes kind of widen, and Greg's <laughs> like, How is her hair not falling out from the stress? And like, how does how? she not have wrinkles? How is <laughs> she not on Pilosec? <laughs> My eyes <laughs> widen for the fact that for her GERD. Well, how does this paper in the 19 mid 1980s have a picture of a dead man who just blew his brains out on the front page? Who would publish something like that? Even today, you wouldn't. You'd talk about it, but I'm like, okay, they're really playing it down for the audience to be like, he did, and here's the photo <laughs> to prove it. And it's like, granted, it was probably for the effect because. You know, Gary's like, I gotta go. And he runs out the door and Abby is shook it and she takes the paper and she <laughs> re-looks at it. He's and like, she's like, holy shit, this just just got real here. And like, what the hell? Yeah, like how she does not have an ulcer, how she is not popping tums like in her well, her hair is getting quite teased out. And it's like from well, how upset she is about she's all like, this. I'm almost going. <laughs> oh, Donna Mills, I love you. Mm -hmm. 
the eyes have it. And there was some good eye acting going on in that moment. I loved it too. Greg calls Laura and she hangs up. Oh yeah, that was great. She's making the bed. Ring, ring. Hang on a minute. <clears throat> she hangs up on right away. Freaking calls um, her right back and she hangs up again. Between this scene and then the next scene where he's like trying to talk to her from the car while she's walking swiftly. Right. Great. Her hair looks great. Her she dress was great. Her it was revenge. Oh, he said she's got her revenge dress on. <laughs> uh-huh. Like he's trying to talk to her as he's driving his car slowly and she's walking and he finally there's a car coming the other way. So he just abandons his car and gets out and he's chasing after her and he's like, this is my mother. She's, I sent her away. She's gone. And she's like, I don't care. And he's like, I love you. Marry me. And she's like, you're already married. And then he's kind of just dumbfounded. Oh, I thought she said, I'm already married. No, I think she said you're already married. Oh, I thought so I don't know if his divorce is final yet from Jane. And oh. so he turns around and there's a cop there writing his tick, writing him a ticket. And he's like, nice <laughs> car. And Greg's kind of just standing there like, I'm at losses here all around. Huh. See, I read that scene differently because I heard it differently. <laughs> I heard mm. her. I thought she said I'm already married because I didn't think she was officially divorced from um and you know maybe i heard it, if i heard it wrong my apologies i mean it works yeah. both ways so exactly <laughs> exactly somebody's married in it because <laughs> yeah um where am i oh so abby calls greg looking for ruth and he tells her that he sends her out of the country yes so now she's like this bitch didn't give me the pages that i wanted <laughs> exactly she's a little bit pissed she feels a little bit short-sighted so she's ticked as, off as she eats more tums <laughs> uh-huh. exactly exactly so, so we later, got... later she receives the journal pages i put it via messenger because i was like did, did were they mailed to her he's like they're rich they get messengers <laughs> and the maid did say oh this just came by a messenger and you know she opens it up i'm trying to remember she's like um here's what you were looking for darling <laughs> yes exactly she's like thanks for your help the favor is now returned to hope that oh hope you find what you're looking for ruth <laughs> with a pack of cigarettes yeah <laughs> there <laughs> is what, what is what is the afraid honor among thieves yeah <laughs> right right um should we back up we talked about the fact that ben went to the sheriff station mm-hmm. and did get mac out of there well mac was already out you're right. They said he's waiting in the front lobby because Ben realized they weren't holding him. And you're right. He said, you know, give me an explanation, yada, yada, yada. So Mac went um, back to the hotel. Karen's asleep in the lobby. He wakes her up. Yep. He asked where Nurse Wilson is. She said she told she wanted to see her kids, so she told her to go. Yes. Karen, you know, then these questions. <laughs> then they get in the car and drive back to Ackerman's, and Mac runs around the outside. There's a little outside fuse box right. or whatever he pulls out that With yellow manila envelope yep and then his wallet was in there so his his wallet was there and right. um karen's looking through the paperwork in the car and it's a bunch of adoption agencies mm-hmm. and names of people but no addresses but at least now they've got something concrete that ackerman was trying to hide on um, which right. agencies he was going through and the names of people that adopted kids 17 of them yeah but there's a name on there fisher which strikes me as funny says fisher i don't know why that sounds they were already there so they just couldn't connect the dots yeah just he just that. it couldn't yep because now things are happening so fast and furiously and they're trying to just keep up and I will say just a, a side note in storyline um, character building for um, housewives. 
um, you know, when what's her name was getting interviewed by the police, she knew what to say and what not to say. Like pretty smart yeah. people. Well, yeah. her her husband has always worked for the government in some form, so she knows to keep her mouth shut. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um it was funny her, though, Abby's now got her two pages and she's like, finally I can exhale. And she does a little bit. You know, it was kind of a great scene. She's girl was just getting ready to put her pantyhose on and trot around, but she's like now got these two pages. And if you look carefully at the screen, you did see like Fisher on one of the pages. So second oh. page, the top of the second page. Oh. Yep, there you go. Um, I think. So she's uh, off to trot to go find Val. Karen is calling everyone in the phone book with the last names on the list. You're right. They get back to Lotus Point and she's, Ben's trying to tell her, you know, you've been up all night. You should try and get some sleep and some rest. And she's like not having it. She makes her admin make photocopies of the pages and stuff too and starts going through the yellow or white pages. I like how she went about it because they actually showed a full like phone call of her trying and she was like, hey, she's like, how are these? Like, we Karen, made how you doing? Do <laughs> you don't have any children. What's right. <laughs> that name? <laughs> <laughs> yep, exactly. Process of elimination. I was like, oh, she's smart. I like that. Um, yeah. <laughs> Gary wants to know what's going on and she tells him Val baby, Val's babies are alive. Flat out. Yeah, because he's like, I heard, so at the same time, Abby's driving in the car, she hears the news report about Dr. Ackerman, and then they named Mac on there, and it sounded like oh, his wife was there, so like, now Abby's like, oh shit, Mac's here, no, and she's kind of quaking, and Gary's hearing the same thing, and he, he calls Karen out, and he's like, what's going on, why, what was the deal with Dr. Ackerman, and she's like, Val's babies are alive, and Gary's kind of shooketh as well, too, and he gasps, and his mouth comes open, and the pretty little blonde head kind of cocks a little bit. I feel like back then it was Pepsi DC they promoted a lot. She's popping Pepsi's. Right. <laughs> that, exactly. and, and then at night, a, a bottle of brioche. <laughs> and meanwhile, while Karen's busy, you know, trying to call everybody off this list, Ben and Mac go to a restaurant and try and talk to a judge about getting resident addresses off of this adoption list, and then he's having lunch with another judge, that she looks at the paperwork and she's like, oh, this will take about two to three weeks. And Max, like, we don't have that much time. We need it. I need this yesterday. Yeah. Um, Harry Fisher rushes home and tells his wife, Sheila, that they're going on vacation. Well, yeah, you're right. First, what was it? They got up in the morning. The kids are crying. He's trying to look at the newspaper and like gold went down. He's like, oh, we lost a ton of money. And he throws the paper down. And he's like, I got to go to work. And she's like, here, take this paper with you because she saw the photo of dead Ackerman on there. She's like, photos like this frightened me, but he didn't see it till after he was gone to work. And he comes back pretty quickly, comes in the house. It's empty runs back outside, sees her pushing the stroller down the street with the kids in it like this, you know, <laughs> and, and she's like, what's going on? And he's like, we're going on vacation, get in the house, they're packing. And she's like, she's all frazzled and like, what? And he's just pushing her like, okay, get the hell out of Dodge or Nuts Landing or wherever we live. Abby stops by Val's house looking for her, but she's not there. Lily Mae is busy baking bread or whatever she's doing in the kitchen with her apron <laughs> on. But then Lily May kind of be discreet with her daughter and she's like well val went to ben's last night and she's not back yet 
<laughs> and and Abby's like, whatever. I don't Abby's know. like, I slept with all of them. Exactly. Please, girl. I could have had Ben too, Val, or Lily May, or whatever. And she turns around and off she goes. She's headed to the beach house. Yeah, those shoulders pads turn quickly. Damn right. They face north quick. That freaking ATM <laughs> makeup on already. She's fully ready to go, and off she goes. Max memory is jogged by a picture of Greg resigning from the Senate and Ben uh, that Ben and him were at Sheila Fisher's house mm-hmm. when it was televised. Correct. Yeah, all of a sudden he's like Fisher and he points at it and he's like remember where we were when Greg gave his resignation? We were at um, Harry Fisher and Sheila Fisher's house. You know, Harry wasn't there but she had a baby and and it's like the kid would have been around the right age. He's like, call Karen. We know where the babies are. And they freaking call Karen, who's still with Gary. And he's like, Karen, we know where the babies are. Meet us at blah, blah, blah point Parking by the beach. Here. So she tells and Gary. Gary's like, Gary's like, oh, come on. Let's go. So now <laughs> Gary's involved, which is awesome. You know what I mean? And off they go. Gary's willing to drive his little sports car. And boom, boom they go to the beach. Still not 100%. Sure. There's no DNA test just yet. I was a very big Maury fan, so I'm I I, I <laughs> love it. Good for I you. love DNA tests. Well, you know, Gary's just upset for Val. Like, if her babies are alive, he wants to return to Gary. Still, totally obtuse to the fact that he's the baby's father, but he's all about like right. trying to help yeah. get Val better and and get her to her babies. So off they go to the beach, and you know, Karen's nervous, like, what's taking them so long? But meanwhile, here comes Mac and Ben. And Ben sees Gary and he looks at Mac and he's like, what's he doing here? And Mac's like, whatever, who cares? And they pull no, up. Time he's, drama. <laughs> he's like, he pulls up, Mac just, you know, rolls down the window and he's like, follow us. It's up around here somewhere. And she's like, I thought you said you knew where they are. And he's like, it's follow around me. here. Just follow <laughs> us. And she goes, okay. And away they go. It was kind of funny. Um, so Abby finds Val on the beach. And she tells her the story that she got a phone call, a very strange phone call. Yes, this is kind of good how she lays it out. She carefully chooses her words. She says that they were looking for Mrs. Ewing. And she's like, and obviously I thought it was me because, you know, I am Mrs. Ewing. Mm -hmm. Um, She's like, but they weren't looking for me. They were looking for you. And Val's like, me? What do you mean? That's weird. And she says that they told me that the babies are alive. And mm-hmm. she's like, that so- kind of sets up, and she's like, what? <laughs> Pause for dramatic effect. You know what I mean? At all? She said or- that they gave her the address. Well, she says, she's like, where? And she's like, I know where they are. And okay. she's like, I'll take you to them. And she yeah. kind of puts her hands on both of Val's shoulders. And Val's kind of like, she's a little bit stunned at the moment, but she's moves forward with Abby because she wants those babies. So now we have like cuts of the different cars going and everybody's driving on their long and winding road. I mean, it's taken us back to season five where Val was driving out to the ranch to see Gary and everybody thought he was shot and she must have took the longest road to get there because even the ambulance straight up before Val did. That's what that was my comments. I was like, it felt like when Val was trying to get to the ranch and she took the back road. (laughs) It'd be the long and winding road part two, but it's, <laughs> I digress. And that happens if you've ever driven in Southern California, that kind of is the case in some of these roads. So Abby is like kind of concerned that Val's not really having the reaction she thought she would. She's like, right. you happy, sad? Like, like what's happening in your head right now? <laughs> yeah. And she like, Val wants 
to turn on the radio and she plays ironically she changes stations several times like we hear some really out there disco funk arcade music and you know we hear something kind of funky and else. she gets to a country western song and ironically if you've been a super fan of this show they play a country western song that they played back when val was in tennessee and thought she was Berna. yeah she's like i love the song and she's just kind of singing along to it and stuff but she's like i just thought you'd i thought you'd be a little bit more rattled or whatever and then finally val does say i always knew they were alive and abby's just kind of quiet she's like okay she's still and, with us she's still sane but she's just t- trying to hold it together and it's not tums it's plop plop fizz fizz <laughs> oh what a relief it is <laughs> right <laughs> And Valine's like, bah, 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 bah. yeah, she's like, oh, why drink this? And she's just like, <laughs> and meanwhile, we got Ben and Mac at a intersection, and Max, they're both standing outside the car, looking up and down the street. And Max pissed, and he's like, damn it, I should have been driving. And he's like, I think we've passed the spot maybe two blocks ago. And he's like, let's circle back. He's like, I'm gonna drive. And Ben or Mac gets behind the wheel, and he looks at gary and karen he's like you know turn around does the signal he's like follow us back this way and and what does karen say she goes if this wasn't so serious it would be funny (laughs) and and gary's just kind of staying cool and trying to keep it together he's all dapperly dressed and whatnot so they turned around and you know abby and val you know val's like is it much sooner and she's like yeah it, it shouldn't be too much farther i think we're getting close but so Meanwhile, I'm like, this is before GPS, and I'm like, this totally. is even before MapQuest. This is before MapQuest, when you printed that shit out and had all your pages as you're trying to drive with the wheel in front of Abby you. just knows the address and she just knows where to drive, <laughs> like, uh, right? I'll uh, say it this way like, all the streets in my neighborhood are alphabetical, so if they're at letter A and they need to get to letter M, she knows they're getting closer if the streets are all alphabetical, <laughs> right. but who knows. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so meanwhile, uh, the Fishers, we should talk about the Fishers, right? So Harry's um, like throwing luggages around and he's like, come on, we got to go. And she's like, we're not leaving yet. And he's like, I want to beat the traffic. And she goes, the kids both have ear infections. I've got prescriptions to pick up. You know, he goes, I'll go get the prescriptions. And she makes him take one of the kids. So he, he picks up the boy. Right. And he's like, you get packed and be ready to go when I get back. And out he goes. And she's kind of like. Jesus, what's up his bonnet? And he picks up that baby like a f- pack Football? of flower. A flower. <laughs> yeah. a, a f- right? <laughs> That's why the kids are like this in the stroller all the time. Because <laughs> they those babies are shooketh as well, too. <laughs> we didn't know that that was a problem back then. <laughs> no, we didn't. And I will trust me, I'm going to talk about it in the very last scene of this episode, too, about something. But yeah. yeah well. I think I know what it is. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I think we all know what it is. He was like, it was the 80s. Was like, when did seatbelts become le- like, uh, like, uh, seatbelts really? They didn't start enforcing it, they started like pushing the ads for it in the late 80s. But I don't think it became law that you had to wear it until the 90s, correct? But yeah, they started an ad it. campaign before it leading up to it, which got people in the mindset and people were conscious. Because I remember in the late 80s, people saying, my friend saying to me, now put your seatbelt on when I leave because they wanted me to be safe on my little drive back home. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And then because uh, I did, of course, I had to do my little research and it was like the uh, 84, 85, where it was like the talk of we need to start wearing seatbelts. But it wasn't until a few years later that it was the shoulder strap. So uh, some mm-hmm. of the seatbelts were just the waist strap. And then the yeah. so- shoulder strap a few years ago went into effect. And it wasn't until the like 90s and almost 2000, I think, that it wasn't. 100% law. Yeah. Like it was only 20 years ago that I even think that maybe today there might be one or two states that it isn't the law. And, and I think it's an expensive $200 fine. So put your safety belt on, people, because yeah. yeah. I remember growing up and showing those crash dummy like videos of like wearing mm-hmm. seatbelts and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. that was probably the early nineties when they were like, you have to wear your seatbelt. <laughs> right. Exactly. So like safety and <laughs> adult safety and child safety, I guess, wasn't a big thing back then. Right. Uh, so Karen and Mac, Gary and Ben pull up first. And right, they find was, the house and stop really quickly. Max stops a little bit short. Yeah, they almost has to yell at Gary. <laughs> Gary stop quick, and they both pull over the side of the road. And, and Max like, let's only Karen and I go up. I don't want to scare him away. Right. Um, and Sheila answers with the crying baby. And, and there's I, a good line with the guys back at the car. And Gary's like, says to Ben, "You're taking this really well. I don't know if I could." You know, be as calm if it, if those were my well, kids. Yeah, <laughs> and Ben's just kind of like, do 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 do. And then Gary's like, never mind. <laughs> he's like, yep. not my business. <laughs> um, so Sheila answers, and she's like, "Hey, I remember you." <laughs> mm-hmm. Good, good accent. I like it. Yeah, holding the baby who's crying and crying. <laughs> Exactly. They're um, all their necks are so sore. And he tries to like talk to her calmly, and he says, um. Did you adopt these babies? And she's like, "Yeah. How did you know? Twins." And then Karen's like, "Twins." Like have a shot caller on her, like stay calm. So then he tries to like softly tell her, like, you know, we have reason to believe that these babies were adopted illegally. And she's like, "What? No, we had a lawyer." She's like, "That's not true." Just as her husband. Harry. Oh no no no! Wait, Val and Abby pull up. Right, and all of a sudden they see the guys there, and the guys are looking at the gals. The gals are looking at the guys, and they both get out of the car. Val kind of gets out, kind of slowly, and walks behind the back of the car. She's not wearing shoes, by the way. (laughs) Not wearing shoes because Abby just brought it from the beach, and she hears one of the babies crying. She turns and looks up and sees what's going on at the house with Karen and Mac up there. Yeah. with Sheila holding one of the babies and she walks across the road and Abby just kind of silently walks over to the guys and looks at Gary and goes, don't, don't ask. <laughs> She's like, don't ask. And and so Gary says nothing and they kind of watch what's going on and Val's slowly walking up to the house while Mac and Karen are still talking to Sheila mm-hmm. and Max, you know, saying, you know, what are the bags for? And she's like, what? He's like, what are you running from? Like, what are you running from? Harry needs a vacation. He's like, you're you running because they're coming to get the babies? And she's like, no. And then she looks and she sees Val. Now all of a sudden, and she, she like puts two and two together pretty quickly. This is probably the real paternal mother there now yeah. on her front yard. And she, she looks and sees the station wagon with Harry. And she's like, Harry, go! 
They wanna take the baby. <laughs> and everybody turns and looks, especially Val, exactly who spins around and sees her son in the front seat. The, uh, the weird front seat. The weird jerked editing was giving me a seizure. How oh, seen. but I loved it though because that dramatic effect of the slowness. It was so perfect. We see Val's well of balsam hairdo spin around and you know, Harry's startled and kind of jumps and it was the baby, the kid's like looking right at her and... In the front seat, by the way, the car seat was in the front seat. The car seat was in the front seat facing the window. I'm just like, <laughs> there probably wasn't even, I don't even know if it was safety belted in, but whatever, it was sitting there. <laughs> exactly. You know, he's just sitting there eating his animals, and he doesn't know what the hell's going on and we're all just like going... <gasps> There she is between both of her children out of reach and they kind of freeze frame. This is something that Knott's usually never does on their ending, but they freeze framed on her and then kind of went in a little bit closer. And we see those closing credits of executive producers, Michael Feileman and David Jacobs and that's it. We, so we don't get the payout. We just get the we just get the hanging all through the summer. So let's get some recollection to take you back to that time. Like I said, I said were you frustrated when it froze on her like that? Is your whole family? Like, did your dad take down the paper and be like, what? That's the ending or what? No, like it was probably like I it, it was I, I think at this point we are aware of um, those types of endings always happening. So I, I, I think it was, oh, they're going to end it this way. Like, I think you kind of knew and you were kind of mentally preparing yourself that this is right. how it's going to end. going to be okay. It's going to be okay. It's like 9.58 or 9.59 p.m. And you're like, it's going right? to end in 30 seconds. Wait, what? Now what? Why, why? You're looking at the clock. As you think, you know, <laughs> you know, right? everybody has the clock that's still ticking away, right. and you're looking. If it's a cat eye one, the eyes are going like this. <laughs> Maybe I said it wrong. Maybe I said it three minutes too fast. And no, that's the end. What do you mean? There's no preview for next week. What? Yeah, and then the whole emotions kick in. The whole emotions kick in. She's frozen. Then your mm -hmm. emotions kick in. Just three more seconds, and then you realize, my God, maybe yeah. two or three or four months. I have to wait a whole season. I mean, a mm -hmm. whole summer. Summer. <laughs> yeah. So this was statistic-wise. I'll just go there. This was a big episode for Not Landing. This went number one in the ratings. This is the first time an episode of Not Landing ever went number one for the week in the Nielsen ratings, and everybody was so caught up in this and watching it. Freaking famous basketball players were talking to Joan Van Ark about it and stuff like that, too. It was kind of funny <laughs> from the Lakers, because she'd go to the Lakers game and she'd meet some of them. It was the big, it was the shit, and it was the talk. Knots did it really well, which is pretty amazing for being in your sixth season to have something so big and mammoth and to beat out Dallas and Dynasty, which were doing huge ratings at the time as well. I think he's I think he said he remembered that last scene. He was like, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. He's like, right, this is how it happened. Right. <laughs> this <Yep. is> it. <laughs> um well I gave it a 10, obviously. 
And when I said to Greg, when you give it, he's like 100. <laughs> <laughs> I then, like it. Then he simmered down and he's like an eight, but a hundred in my heart. <laughs> a nostalgic, a nostalgic 100. There you go. I gave it a 10 as well, too. I love it. I've watched this one so many times. Like I said, I don't even have to look at my notes. I can just quote it. Yeah. So we did it. We finally finished season six. We finished season six. And we got somewhat of a resolve, but not quite. But we're so close. Everybody's there. You know, it's kind of funny seeing how both Karen and Abby had the chase going on at the same time. Yeah. And though though Karen got there first, Abby was the one who brought Val there. So, you know, yeah. Abby's going to take some bragging rights about that next season, but it is kind of, it's kind of, it's so awesome that again, it was an umbrella storyline and they had all the players there and they had a time just right in the scene and they had the buildup going for the last 20 minutes of that episode. And I think even the last commercial break happened much earlier because they wanted to just play out all of that interrupted towards the end there when they're all driving on the roads to get there and make it all happen. I loved Abby's when she walked up to Gary and she was like, don't. Like, she's just like, I'm tired. Like, <laughs> like what? <laughs> she's like, and he just lets it go. He, he stays kind of quiet. You know what I mean? Because he's again trying to make this, let this be about Val because it really is being about Val. But yeah. Meanwhile, so fun fact back at the ranch, literally. <laughs> fun personal fact this is the first episode to air while I have been alive. <laughs> I was like a month old. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Like, Why wow. do I remember this episode? Like it was. <laughs> and was this one of the episodes? That's why when that... you it's okay. Me, Greg, it's okay. This, we can deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> but when Tommy wasn't a child, he watched this much later on SoapNet. And is this one of the episodes that Greg, you passed through the room and you're like, wait a minute. I kind of think I remember this story. I think. Uh, so no so i was watching like season 10 or something and he's like did she go crazy i'm like that happened seasons ago (laughs) (laughs) i love it (laughs) um also i don't know if you've ever seen the the reel of like on instagram of like this old woman and it's like after my um my senior citizen patient drove all the nurses crazy and she's like Uh, and that's what uh, Val going bah, 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 reminds right? me. Right? And she's in the car driving and trying to stay all cool and Abby's like, <laughs> really? Aren't you just like a little bit excited? Right. Well, <laughs> I, I guess on the psych, the psyche of it, she's like, no, I knew they were alive the whole time. You all thought I was crazy. Yeah. I wasn't. Nope. Uh, she was crazy. Well, like, she went crazy because of it. Let's put it this way, right. but she always knew this kind of validated that she knew they were always alive. Um, I also feel like maybe she wasn't trying to get her hopes up just in case it wasn't until she actually saw them. That yeah. She was I like, think she knew she was, she, I think she knew she was um, already in a fragile state with her thinking that everybody's ignoring her. Yeah. So she fragile, like, I think is the perfect word. And so she's trying to, hold her cards close and just try not to react and stay calm the entire time and see what happens and that's why she's probably staying calm in the car with abby abby told her this but until she sees it she's not gonna react you know what i mean she's gonna just try and hold her composure um i don't think kathy and joshua appeared in this episode the finale at all 
You're right. They did not. I don't have any notes on them. <laughs> nope. Even I have so many notes on this episode, you guys, that I did not need to take. I mean, I could just say it verbatim, practically. It's <laughs> oh well. Um, did we forget anything? I think that covered everything, right? I think we wrapped it. I think it's a wrap. It's a All good right. wrap for the end of the year. I love yeah, it. Right? <laughs> this is just quite the episode to end on. All right. Well, thank you for joining us for our season finale of season six for the Abbey Scale. As always, you can find us on all the socials at Queers and Soaps. And until next year, have a great holiday season. <laughs> exactly. Happy holidays, everybody. Bye. Bye, Bye guys.